Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, in his guise of Clark Kent, Superman and Robin hear a conversation between the missing Batman and a stranger on a wire recording and receive the shock of their lives. I think you'll do as I say, Mr. Wayne, because if you refuse... Yes, if I refuse... Then I will reveal to the world that you, Bruce Wayne, are Batman. All right, gang, get set now for more Superman contest winners. You may be among these, so listen carefully. George Leon, New York City. Vernon Lind, S. Canaba, Michigan. Carol Reed, Dorchester, Massachusetts. Marianne Porter, St. Louis. Robert Schwartzwald, Brooklyn, New York. Patricia Kennedy, Bakersfield, California. Stephen Pinta, Regal Park, New York. Barbara Knox, Suffield, Connecticut. Dick Ritholt, Chicago. Betsy Burton, Tifton, Georgia. Christine Guptill, Peabody, Massachusetts. James Baca, Hancock, Michigan. Paul Schlamowitz, Brooklyn, New York. Joan Del Grande, San Francisco, Robert Josephs, Boston, Lois Eaton, Newington, Connecticut, Bobby Maynard, Pentwater, Michigan, Elaine Henley, Bainbridge, Georgia, Melba Parnell, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Joanne Hazelwood, Cincinnati, Anthony Mignon, Brooklyn, New York, Jimmy Kilpatrick, Glenside, Pennsylvania, Roland Moeller, Buffalo, New York, Dorothy Firely, Bridgeport, Pennsylvania, Nancy Mesnick, Alexandria, Virginia, Kenneth Palmer, Rutland, Vermont, Bill Hayes, Salt Lake City, Charles Petros, Dallas, Texas, Walter Williams, Portsmouth, Virginia, Phyllis Santerson, Woodhaven, New York, Edward Welcome, West Hartford, Connecticut, Aline Rayfield, Knoxville, Tennessee, Donald Barnhart, Mitchell, South Dakota, uh, Francis Ganey, Hartsville, South Carolina, Donald Young, Newport, Rhode Island, Nancy Mong, Huntington, Pennsylvania, Beatrice Allen, Waterloo, Wisconsin, Ronald Travis, Fairmont, West Virginia, Don Vernon, Seattle, Washington, Gordon Thomas, Arlington, Virginia, Bill Schmidt, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, John Alper, New York City, Donald Campbell, Bradford, Pennsylvania, David Waters, Arlington, Virginia, Ruth Patton, Madison, Wisconsin, Joel Siegel, Philadelphia, Stanley Koslowski, Bremerton, Washington, Eddie Power, Marshall, Texas, Carol Hogg, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and Alice Johansson, Seattle, Washington. That's all for now. More later in the program, so be sure to keep listening. And now, the adventures of Superman. 
Insisting that he was unable to explain, Batman told Robin, his young companion, that he was going away. And he added that if he failed to return after one week, Robin might never see him again. When 12 days went by and Batman failed to return, Robin summoned Clark Kent, who is really Superman. Together, they searched for a clue to Batman's disappearance. And then, in a recording machine, Kent discovered a wire recording of a conversation between Batman and a mysterious man named Jones. Holy smokes, Mr. Kent. Did you hear what that man said? Yes, I did. He knows Bruce is Batman. So it seems. How did he ever find that out? I don't know, Dick. But it appears that somehow he did find it out, and he must have used that information to make Batman go away with him. Under threat that he'd expose Bruce's double identity if he didn't. Right, but who is he? How did he find out Bruce is Batman? Where did he take him? You got me. All we know is that the man's name is Jones. Or is it? Who knows? And even if it is, that's a pretty slim clue. There are only a couple of million people named Jones, you know. I know. So where are we? Oh, we're in no place yet. Look, do you mind if I play this recording once again, Dick? No, but what do you expect to get out of it? Well, there was something vaguely familiar about the voice of that fellow Jones. Gosh, do you think you know him? Oh, not sure, but I think I've heard his voice before. I'm going to start the recording anyway. Please don't say anything until it's over, will you, Dick? I'll make like a clam, Mr. Kent. Okay, good. Here goes. That's a strange request, Mr. Uh, Jones, you said your name was? Jones is right, Mr. Wayne. But strange or not, I insist that you come to my place with me now to discuss the matter. But why? Why can't we discuss it right here? Because, as I explained before, I prefer to discuss such an important matter in my own home. Or in some uh, neutral place, if you prefer. You think I might have spies around here, huh? Let's just say I prefer not to take chances. I see. You know, you amuse me, Mr. Jones. You don't want to take chances, but you don't hesitate to ask me to take them. You've come here with some cock-and-bull story. It's not a cock-and-bull story, Mr. Wayne. I've told you the truth. Maybe. And maybe your name is Jones. But you must admit it sounds pretty fishy. I mean, telling me as little as you have and then asking me to go somewhere with you alone. Oh, I know you're not leading me into an ambush. Why should I? Well, I am pretty rich, you know. You may have some ransom idea in your head. That's sheer nonsense, Mr. Wayne, as you'll find out. But we're wasting time. Will you come to my place? Sorry, Mr. Jones. I'm not a coward, but neither am I a fool. You'll have to tell me more. That's enough. And if I refuse? I don't go. Well, do you recognize that guy Jones's voice? Do you know who he is? Nope. Oh, shucks. But now I know definitely that I've heard his voice before, Dick. Oh, if only I could place him. I'd like to place him, too, at the end of my fist. Well, you may get that chance. Uh, Do you have a pair of shears, Dick? Uh Uh-huh. There's a pair right here in this drawer. Will you please let me have them? Sure, but what do you want them for? I'm going to cut off the last 10 or 15 seconds of the recording wire, the part where Jones tells Bruce he's Batman. But why? Because I'm going to play this recording for several people. And I don't think Bruce would want them to learn his double identity, do you? Oh, I should say not. Here are the shears. Thanks. Look, uh, who are you going to play the recording for, Mr. Kent? For the police department and for the staff at the Daily Planet. Maybe someone can help us identify Jones. Oh, swell idea. Give me a hand with a spool of wire, please, Dick. We've got to work fast. Now, Mr. White, Lois, Jim, you too, Beanie. Listen carefully to this recording of a conversation between Bruce Wayne... And a man he calls Jones. I want you to see if you can recognize Jones's voice. All right, Dick, turn on the machine. Here it goes, Mr. Kent. Listen now, all of you. That's a strange request, Mr. Uh, Jones. You said your name was? Jones is right, Mr. Wayne. But strange or not, I... Now, Inspector. 
Inspector, if you and your men will listen carefully to this recording, one of you may be able to identify the mysterious Mr. Jones. Here it goes. That's a strange request, Mr. Uh, Jones, you said your name was? Jones is right, Mr. Wade. But strange or not, I... Nobody at either the police department or the Daily Planet recognized Jones's voice. No. Now, where do we go from here, Mr. Kent? Gosh, I don't know, Dick. Let me think a minute, will you? Go ahead. I'm afraid you'll have to do the thinking for both of us because I'm so upset my head just keeps going around in circles. If we only had some idea of what he wanted with Batman. And if only I could place his voice. Yeah, if... If only. Oh, say, listen, Dick. Inspector Henderson was going to have a fingerprint expert go over the study in your house. Have you heard from him yet? Not yet. Do you want me to give him a ring? No, no, no. Let's wait a little while and then... Oh, excuse me. Clark Kent speaking. Oh, yes, Inspector. Did your fingerprint man turn up at... Oh. They didn't, eh? I was afraid of that. Yes, I'm listening. What? What did you say? What's up, Mr. Kent? Say that again, Inspector. Oh, no. What? That's impossible. What is it, Mr. Kent? Just a minute, Dick. What? I can't believe it. You did, huh? You're positive? I see. All right, thanks, Inspector. Yes, you bet we will. Right. So long. What gives, Mr. Kent? Plenty, but don't stop to ask questions now, Dick. Just come with me. Where? What happened? I'm not sure, but either Inspector Henderson has gone crazy or we have. Come on. Grim-faced, Clark Kent hurries from his office, followed by the puzzled Dick Grayson. What amazing news did Kent receive from Inspector Henderson? We'll be back in a moment to find out, so keep listening. Stand by now for more contest winners. Here they are. Charles Depp, Waterloo, Wisconsin. Catherine Bartley, Houston, Texas. Katrina Dunlap, Alexandria, Virginia. Fred Fisher, Philadelphia. Ernest Tate, Pittsburgh, Massachusetts. Louis Venuti, Philadelphia. Ronald Miller, Cincinnati. Robert James, Wamatosa, Wisconsin. Zelda Cutler, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Robert McKeever, Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. Bud Peterson, Rockford, Illinois. Jerome Brooks, Manchester Depot, Vermont. Dennis Kerr, Roxbury, Massachusetts. Walter Olson, Chicago. Thomas Lynch, Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Mary Bacanish, Mason, Wisconsin. Alan Carlin, Birmingham, Michigan. Robert Hopkins, Morgantown, West Virginia. David Freeland, Wellesley, Massachusetts. Donald Valley, Niagara, Wisconsin. Bobby Williams, Philadelphia. Olin Hardy, Pooler, Georgia. Lillian Caraba, Ashland, Wisconsin. Don Hazlitt, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Ronnie Howard, Louisville, Kentucky. Dora Bukili, Revere, Massachusetts. Jerry Smith, Franklin, Pennsylvania. Laverne Johnson, Spring Green, Wisconsin. Jack Kaufman, Medea, Pennsylvania. Erlin Morris, Rockford, Illinois. Frederick Smith, Lowell, Massachusetts. Marlene Wyman, Oil City, Pennsylvania. Lee Asman, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Don Ferguson, Ferndale, Michigan. Virginia Lally, York, Pennsylvania. Donald Johnson, Salt Lake City. Barbara Blair, Boston. Marvin Mogarian, Fresno, California. Gerald Mercier, Detroit. Bruce Kamnitz, Madison, Wisconsin. Durrell DeLong, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Francis Gasson, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Michael Goldfarb, Chicago. Janet Fisher, Montone, Pennsylvania. John Pavita, South Boston, Massachusetts. James Hanley, Watoma, Wisconsin. Diane Showalter, McKeesport, Pennsylvania. John McKenna, Dorchester, Massachusetts. Dennis Cuffed, Grand Haven, Michigan. And Robert O'Toole, Philadelphia. That's all we have time for today, gang. If you weren't among these, you may be on tomorrow's list, so don't fail to listen. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. 
As we continue now, Clark Kent and young Dick Grayson, who is really Robin, have arrived at the Metropolis Auditorium, where a huge throng mills around the doors, trying to push their way into the already crowded building. There, Kent flashes his press card, and followed by Dick, is ushered into the auditorium to seats in the front row, directly below the empty, flag-draped stage. Will you please tell me what this is all about, Mr. Kent? Why are we here? What's going on? This stick is a mass meeting which was announced only this afternoon by an organization of selfish, bigoted people who oppose sending food and other help to Europe. You mean the Marshall Plan? Yes, that and any other plan to help war-torn nations. Then what are we doing here? I don't want anything to do with a bunch of selfish mugs who don't want us to help those poor people. Neither do I, Dick. But wait. Nothing we've... doing. I want out. Now, wait a minute, When son. Batman and I were in Europe, we saw people living like, like animals without anybody to care about. If you'll them. just listen a moment, Dick. I can no, tell you No, I why... won't listen. I don't want any part of this meeting. Now, look. Besides, go I've get... got to find Batman. Please, wait a minute. Excuse me, please. Come here. Let me out of Dick, here. come back here and sit down. I won't. Let me go. Will you sit down? Batman is going to be here. Ba- Batman? Here? That's what Inspector Henderson said. The police department issued a permit for the meeting just before he called me. And get this. Batman is going to be the principal speaker. What? That's right. He's going Are to be... Are you kidding? Why, Batman wouldn't breathe the same air as this, this rotten crowd. Oh, no. Look. Huh? What? Look up there on the stage. Look who's walking out to speak. Christopher Columbus. It is Batman. Eyes bulging, Robin looks up at the tall figure in skin-tight costume, gloves, cape, and bat-like hood and mask, and recognizes his companion, Batman. Can it really be Batman who was out before the huge crowd to speak for a movement which he, Robin, Superman, and other prominent people have condemned as un-American and selfish? What can this mean? There are more surprises and thrills in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 3 of Batman's Great Mystery on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.